Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. A question I've been asked recently is, with all the turmoil that Facebook has been going through, should I be an owner or a seller of Facebook stock? Has Facebook stock become so toxic that only a fool would buy Facebook? Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do and uh, explain exactly why I think Facebook stock is actually a good buy. And I'm also going to talk about what's going on with Bitcoin. Bitcoin's taking off. So get comfortable. Buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. This is theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every single day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day under one condition. The condition is that you can be non-black, but you have to also agree and understand that we are B1 up in this place. B1 means that we are black first. B1 means that we put ourselves at the top of the priority list. B1 means we solve our community's problems. Before we solve anybody else's problems, B1 also means that we uh, are going to control the future. That means our children, our children, our children's children are going to be in a strong economic and educational position because we're going to plan for their future right now. So if you are with their philosophy, if you, if that makes sense to you, put a hashtag B in the number one in the chat. Uh, I see Ruth and Albert uh, from the 313 is in here. 313, 313. Man, I don't even want to guess through. Which is that Detroit? Is that the D, babe? Okay. Well, my wife just helped me. That's Detroit. I was about to guess Baltimore, but but uh, look it up. Look it up for me. Look it up for me. And I'm sure he's going to answer the question at some point. Stacey Ann Williams, hello. Kwani uh, Winston, uh, B1 Oakland. Yeah, oh, shout out to Oakland and shout out to the brother. I talked about him yesterday. Dirk. Uh, Dirk, I can't remember his last name, but uh, an educator, prominent educator was murdered and targeted in his own house. And I, I encourage you to look that up. I don't have his last name in front of me, but his name was Dirk and he's out of Oakland. So uh, anyway, let's get it started. Let's get it cracking. Hit the thumbs up button. Please, please, please take one second. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe to whatever platform you're on. We're building Black-owned media and we're getting it done. We, we you know, the, our, our platforms pulled about 5 million views last month. Uh, we pull over a million views every week uh, and close to 100,000 a day. And so, um, you know, this is actually more than 100,000. What did I say? Close to. No, it's more than 100,000 a day. So we're building Black-owned media. We've been at this for a decade, and we're making it happen. So we could use your support. Uh, we're making, we're getting things done. So let's make them, let's move forward on that. All right, so let me hit, let me jump into the topic. Uh, Facebook stock. Uh, some of you have seen what's going on with Facebook. Give me a yes or no if you've been following what's happened with Facebook and why Facebook has been getting a lot of scrutiny. Uh, you've seen that uh, Mr. Mark Zuckerberg has literally been getting his name just dragged through the mud lately. It's been kind of messy for Mark, and uh, you can call him Messy Mark now, I guess, more Mark Messy, like the soccer player, because uh, it's it's just crazy, right? He's got this whistleblower. Um, we're going to call her Karen. I don't remember her name. So uh, Karen, the whistleblower, has been going and doing all the media circuits and basically clowning the hell out of Facebook and, and jabbing at him like crazy. And I, I don't know what went down over there, but it sounds like it's almost personal. Like she released, you know, tens of thousands of documents and, um, you know, and uh, has basically made the conclusion that, you know, Facebook is bad for the world, that Facebook is evil, uh, that Facebook is, you know, not not good for society. Now, I want to ask you all a question. How many of you um, are surprised to find out that Facebook is evil? 
Give me a yes if you're surprised, if you're shocked. If you if you just thought Facebook was this wonderful, altruistic place that did great things for everybody and, and put people over profits and, and just did the right thing all the time. How many of y'all, how many of y'all really, how many of y'all um, uh, really were surprised by any of this? Like, seriously, give me a yes if you were shocked. Give me a no if you were like, yeah, that's kind of how Facebook rolls, right? Like, like, it's not as if we didn't know Facebook was a pretty evil, ridiculous, sinister, horrible place. Um, I, I met a white billionaire uh, not too long ago, maybe about little, less than a decade ago, and uh, he knew Mark Zuckerberg. He knew him. And when I mentioned Facebook and I told him about a, a page that we had that had hundreds of thousands of uh, subscribers on it, uh, and it was actually where the rapper Young M.A., the rapper Young M.A. got discovered on that page. Like she literally did not. She literally got her first record deal because she went viral on that page. And I, and so anyway, um, and he said, the first thing he said was he said, yeah, I know, Mark, Facebook is evil. Right. That's literally what he said. That's, uh, and then we talked about something else. So so here's my point. It ain't like the public is shocked to hear that Facebook is evil. Everybody's always known Facebook is evil. And also, my question was, you know, Facebook stock has become very tempting lately. Uh, actually, I'm going to flip my screen. Let me know if you can still hear me. Give me a yes to confirm that you can still hear me okay, because I get a little subconscious when I flip screens. But Facebook, um, if you look at the stock price, the stock price has been, uh, you know, it's been taking a hit. You know, it's been getting its ass kicked because, you know, this has been really bad PR. A lot of people are running from uh, from the company running from Facebook as an investment. And, uh, and, and, and to some extent for good reason, right? Because you don't know how this is going to play out. You know, you're like, holy shit, like what the hell is Facebook going to die? Are they going to be broken into pieces? Is the company just going to disappear tomorrow? Um, I know that that's what went through my head. And, uh, and actually I'm gonna share it on my screen with you guys, just kind of a quick visual of Facebook stock and kind of what's you know, been going on with it. And you can see here, Facebook's been getting its ass kicked, right? Um, and, and that's, you know, and that's, you know, kind of what you expect. The last month has gone by 14, down 14%. And so um, I was not sure. I said, you know, is this a dip that you buy or a dip you don't buy? Well, let me just give you the short answer to that question. I'm buying that whole goddamn dip. I am. I'm, I'm buying the, excuse my French. I'm sorry, I shouldn't. Normally, I'm, I don't become bilingual until five o'clock at night, but I'm buying that whole dip. I'm buying, I'm buying Facebook stock because I believe that what's going to happen is that Facebook is going to get some regulatory scrutiny. Facebook is going to have to put in some controls to make sure that they protect children. Um, they're going to have to, you know, kind of rein in some of their um, people hacking skills. That's what I call them. People hacking skills where they've worked with psychologists to learn how to manage and manipulate your subconscious mind and train you like Pavlo's dog to respond to dings and beeps and bells and everything else. Um, you know, but, but let me just tell you, this company is an ATM machine. It can't stop. Won't stop. It's not going to stop making money. People are not going to stop using it. Y'all think about this. Most of y'all right in this room are in an abusive relationship with Facebook. You hate Facebook, but you love it. Don't lie. Don't lie. Seriously, Facebook is for you ladies, you know, it's like that real toxic boyfriend that you never forgot when you know he ruined your life, but sometimes you still miss him. Right? <laughs> or men, you know how we are as men. We, you know, never trust a big button to smile, but we're trusted every time. And that's what Facebook is. Like, seriously, how many of y'all every day, give me a yes right now in the chat. 
How many of y'all use Facebook every day? Even even if you don't like it, a lot of y'all may hate it. But how many of y'all use Facebook every single day? I I know I do. I know I do. I talk, I have hooked up. Do you know that I found my my long lost biological brother on Facebook? I found my um my long lost son on Facebook. He wasn't my son's son, but I but I raised him when he was a baby. I dated his mama twenty five years ago, and I always wanted to find that kid. Facebook helped me find him. Do you know how many people, millions of people in third world countries, could not connect with their relatives because WhatsApp went down yesterday? Like they they literally said WhatsApp, which is owned by Facebook because they kind of own everything, is um they said that's our lifeline. Like I can't talk to my sister because of Facebook. Some of y'all on Facebook right now. And and it sucks, right? It's it's it pisses you off because they 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 have power and they abuse that power. You know, they they mistreat so many of us. Um, you know, they they they've chopped down some of you know the pages I've had, and uh, and I, I it makes me angry. Um, but at the same time, it's life, man. You know, it's like Facebook. I don't know how this white boy Zuckerberg figured all this out, and, and I'm sure he had a lot of help along the way, right? We know this, right? Uh, there's nothing magical about white people, but, you know, but he created something that's pretty powerful. And as much as we might hate the company and feel like they go over the line and feel like they cause a lot of irregularities in our society, um, I'm actually, I see Facebook as a net positive, And I think a lot of other people do t- as well. And also um, a lot of analysts say that Facebook would actually be a more valuable company if it got broken up anyway. So when the government regulators step in, they ain't gonna do nothing. They some they some old paper tigers. They gonna probably, probably come in, some, in with some stuff to protect children and white women. You know they go they gonna protect black people. Like black people, we've been screaming from the top of the from the rooftops about how you know Facebook has been banning people like Louis Farrakhan, people that we respect and honor. But your politicians don't give a damn about you, so they're not listening, right? Uh, but they will protect children and white women. And then they're going to keep on with business as usual. And it's going to be what it is. All right. So if you want to know my p- position on Facebook stock, I am buying buy, 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 buy. All right. So do me a favor. If you could, please take one second, please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. If you haven't done it yet, uh, we're building black owned media. And uh, also uh, some of y'all are asking about the B1 shirts. We actually have B1 t-shirts now. And so if you want to go and get a B1 t-shirt, all you got to do is go to wokeblacktees.com. Uh, I'll put the URL on the screen so you can uh, go take a look if you want. And uh, we had a designer put together a nice logo and it's the hashtag. So use that hashtag B1. And so uh, feel free to go to WokeBlackTees.com. We also have a lot of other, you know, really interesting shirts <laughs> that'll either inspire you or piss you off, <clears throat> depending on where you, where you stand. Uh, the next thing I want to mention to you guys is uh, Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin, how many of you have seen what's going on with Bitcoin? Uh, did anybody notice Bitcoin uh, and, and really a lot of cryptos took major jumps today? Um, uh, let me see here. I'm going to pull this up on my screen. Uh, let me know if you can give, get, just every now and then I just give me the, the all clear. Let me know you can still hear me and everything. Yeah. So <clears throat> so I'm looking at my my Coinbase account in particular, and it looks like Bitcoin has just been on a f- tear like a I mean, my God, Bitcoin is is beautiful right now. Um, it, it was at 52,000 this morning. I think it's at 54,000 now. Like literally, I, I literally just opened it back up and, uh, here's, here's, here's kind of a, a screenshot of it, you know, based on where, um, where it was this morning. That's not where it is right now though. Bitcoin is actually far beyond that point right now. So right, right now there's something going on with crypto. It's pretty extraordinary. 
And uh, I'm going to dig more into this and I'm going to come back and talk to you guys about it a little bit later. But let me also show you something that I wonder if this played a part in what happened with crypto and why Bitcoin take, took off. Look at that. Ruth is happy. Look, Oh, yes. Getting one for myself and my children. Oh, the B1 shirts. That's what you're talking about. Oh, OK, OK. Well, get, get your kids a Bitcoin, too, uh, or, or some stock. There we go. Make sure you buy stock and stuff for your kids. And Jenny, Jenny, hello, my fellow Syracuse alumni. Well, hello, Jenny, Jenny. I didn't graduate from Syracuse, but I was in the finance faculty for 13 years. So I am kind of an orangeman, you know, um, and I forgive them for all their racism because it actually pushed me on to a better career anyway. Uh, so so here's what um, here's something that came to mind when I was looking and investigating what's going on with Bitcoin. I saw this thing and I want to share this with you guys uh, just as something to kind of think about. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, the rich dad, poor dad guy. He actually put up this tweet where he basically kind of is he sounded a little bit alarmist, but but I don't think he's out of pocket with this. And he says that giant stock market crash is coming in October. So he believes October is going to be a massive crash. And uh, the market has had a significant amount of volatility so far in, in the month of October. And October, you know, has had some pretty horrible crashes. Horrible crashes. He says, why Treasury and Fed short of T-bills? Gold, silver, Bitcoin may crash too. Cash best for picking up bargains after the crash. Not selling gold, silver, Bitcoin. Yet have lots of cash for life after stock market crash. Stocks dangerous. Careful. So he's speaking like in Morse code, I guess, because Twitter only allows you so many characters. But uh, basically the translation of what I'm picking up here is that he believes that which a lot of people believe, and, and is this going to be the case? Nobody knows. I, I'm not big on being an alarmist, but he believes that basically you're kind of running into a situation where the market and the economy is kind of overcharged a little bit. That you know that you've sort of you know pushed the limits of the economy because we we took this pandemic, which I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, you know, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to be afraid of a virus, and 99.8 percent of us are going to survive. And where, where, you know, most of the people who, who have been killed are actually older people, right? Now, I'm not saying it's not true, and I, my heart goes out if you've had anybody that's experienced this, so, so don't think I'm taking it lightly. But we really, really put our gas on the pedal, like pedal to the metal to deal with this pandemic. Like, I'm talking about pulled every stop. They were dumping money on the economy, economy like crazy. Um, it, 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 they were risking significant long-term economic damage government debt is higher than it's ever been um, before. And so I'm really curious to see how this is going to play out because here's the deal. Um, if, if you did all of this, you know, it reminds me like, you know, when you, um, when you take the baby to the doctor and you get the, give the baby antibiotics every time the baby catches a cold, I, I want to talk to the moms out here, the givers of life. What happens if you keep giving the baby antibiotics over and over and over and over and over again, when the baby, um, you know, like the baby gets a little bit of a chill or or a couple of sneezes a couple of times and you take him to the doctor and give him antibiotics every single time uh, he, he catches a cold. What, what's going to happen with the baby? Somebody somebody tell me what happens to the baby. That's right. The baby's the, the, his body becomes immune to the antibiotics. Right. So that means that when he gets older and he really gets sick and he really needs antibiotics, he won't it won't work anymore. Right. And so if you look at the look at right now, this is a screenshot from usdebtclock.org. And I hope you can see it. 
give me a yes to the chat if you can see that screenshot. And basically, what you're looking at here is you're seeing here where the federal debt is $28.8 trillion. The debt per citizen is $86,773. The debt per taxpayer is $228,999. And in the amount of time that it took me to say that sentence I just said to you, the U.S. debt has gone up by a million dollars. Like literally it went up by, it's going up like something ridiculous, a million dollars a minute or something crazy like that. If you you go to debtclock.org, you'll see actually where the debt levels and all the numbers are constantly moving because we're constantly increasing the debt. If you look at federal spending, we spent $6.8 trillion last year, but only brought in $2.999 trillion. So you brought in less than $3 trillion, slightly less than $3 trillion, but you're spending $6.8 trillion, and they spend as if it doesn't matter. But let me show you a couple of statistics at the bottom that should give you some uh, perspective on this. Look at look down there, on the, see where it says 1960? This is at the very second, uh, second uh, row from the bottom. U.S. federal debt to GDP ratio. That's where you're measuring the amount of debt compared to your gross domestic product. GDP is kind of like the country's national income, right? So you're measuring the debt, the the uh, debt to income ratio, right? Like just like a realtor, like me and my wife are closing in on a townhouse in Atlanta because we're going to start making movies in Atlanta. Um, and uh, and one of the things they look at is debt to income ratio. So look at the U.S. debt to income ratio. In 1960, it was 52.3%. 1980, it had dropped to 34.67%. Now it's 125.94%. That is astronomical that is crazy you know if the u.s government were a person it would be pookie with the bad credit if the u.s government was a person it would be like their cousin pookie who who likes to go make it rain in the strip club who spends uh, 150k a year but only but but works you know works at the works at arby's and makes 30 30 grand a year but he spends 150k a year somehow it's it's messy it's absolutely messy so your, your your politicians are just economically unintelligent, in my view. Uh, look at this right here down at the bottom, last row. U.S. federal budget deficit uh, slash surplus to GDP. Well, in 1980, it was 2.33%. Now it's 13.1%. So, so that's uh, where you measure the deficit relative to the GDP. So, you know, we're, we're, we are, so, so to, to Kiyosaki's point, we do have some problems. Uh, we do have some issues in terms of where this thing is going to go. Um, it's going to get ugly at some point. Now, does that mean that the end of the world is coming in October? I don't know. I, I can't say that for sure. But there is a track record of stock market crashes of significant proportion in the month of October. I don't know exactly why. I got to go research it again because uh, I'm sure some papers have been written on it. But, um, but ultimately, uh, you want to keep your eyes open. So that might mean having some cash to the side so that you can uh, take advantage of dips, major dips when they occur. Uh, it means having a lot of patience. You got to be solid. You can't get rocked and go crazy every time the market moves You know, too much. Uh, it also means thinking long-term. Long-term investors do better than short-term investors. So you can't go crazy if you have a really bad day. 
you got to stay, stay the course, you know, be consistent. That's how you build that. Well, and I was talking to my wife just yesterday when we went on a run and uh, y'all know she makes me go running. So I don't get fat and stuff. Cause I, I ain't trying to, I don't, we, in our house, obesity is not body positivity. Obesity means your fat ass going to be dead in a few years. So we're trying to, we're trying to live up in this mug. So my wife, the giver of life, I, we were running and I was telling her um, about, we were talking about homeschooling our kids and, in our community having its independence and all that and i said as in, and i said yeah there are a lot of barriers to doing to homeschooling and whatever it is you know and i and i said well you know if you want to homeschool maybe you can join an educational co-op or maybe you can um hire people that can come in and do it for you so you don't have to do it yourself so we were kind of exploring that idea and she said yeah a lot of people don't have the money for that and i said that's totally true and i said really but when you talk about planning for the future right like putting your kids in a position where they can pull those economic levers, that's your job. Like if you start investing now for your kids and start putting a, a small amount of money, like just maybe eat as little as $30, $40 a week uh, aside in the stock market for your kids, then by the time they hit 25, 30 years old and they start a family and they're trying to make these hard decisions, money won't be an obstacle, right? So that might mean, you know, they have the ability because they've got 300,000 or 400,000 liquid in the bank and they own, a, they, that means they own a home. So they're building equity in the house. That means they have stocks that are growing. That means they might even have a business. You train them, you know, you put them in a position where they even know how to start a family business. They can become disconnected from the system, right? So that means if somebody says, well, if you don't get this shot, you can't get a job, whatever, you know, right? Um, they won't care because they'll say, look, we got our own business. And we and we can educate our own kids anyway, so our kids don't need to go to school. We're going to hire three tutors for our kids, and uh, because we got four hundred thousand liquid in the bank, it's not a big deal, and uh, and and that gives them the ability to kind of make those moves, right? So the key idea is long term thinking is how you win, right? Like in investing, money is not your most valuable asset. Your most valuable asset is actually time and people. Those are the things you actually have in your life that are worth the most is time and people. So right now you have a lot of time, right? I'm thinking about not so much what's happening right now. I'm thinking about where your kid's going to be in 2050 and where your grandkid's going to be in 2070. 2070 is almost 50 years away, but it's, but it's going to get here before you know it. So if you start making moves now and being consistent with small amounts of investing in the markets and small amounts of real estate, whatever the case may be, your, um, your kids and grandkids won't have the problems that many of you had. So uh, anyway, uh, that's my two cents. That was my thought for today. I hope that that helps you guys. And uh, and we're actually implementing a lot of this. Uh, you guys know about the All Black National Convention, <clears throat> which is happening uh, October 29th to November 1st in Orlando. And I hope you guys will join us. Uh, we got a whole, we got over 40 black experts in everything from uh, real estate to relationships to cryptocurrency. Uh, we got <clears throat> a, a powerful hip hop artist coming through. We've got all different kinds of people, medical doctors, <clears throat> lawyers, um, business specialists, et cetera. And this is where all the B1 people get together. And uh, we're even doing fun stuff, speed dating, backyard barbecue, all that stuff. So if you want to know more about the convention or you want to be a vendor or a sponsor where we can advertise your business and all that stuff, feel free to go to <clears throat> excuse me, allblacknationalconvention.com. The URL is right there on the screen. All right, guys. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice a little bit, so I bet that's my cue to get the heck up out of here. If you could, please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Uh, love you guys, and thank you for listening, and uh, I will see you, see you all soon. Take care. Peace.